The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. On this episode of Mule Talk, we have Nathan Medcalf from Rockin' NT Mules in Waddell, Arizona, returning to the show. So this week, we're going to talk about micromanaging your mule. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, and when you say micromanaging your mule, are you talking about the mule owner, handler being sensitive and aware about what's going on with their mule? Yeah, and the struggle lies in in teaching people. Uh, It's not so much a struggle, but it's something that I try to teach people. The the difference between giving your mule good direction and micromanaging your mule. And that's knowing when to get involved and when to get out of the way. Oh, okay. All right. So, right. how does yeah. all this work? Well, what I try to tell people is 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 that when when you work with them, then you you know you work with your mule. You shouldn't be the biggest burden to your mule when you're riding it. So, whether you know we're training or riding, it's important to understand that there are negative effects that that micromanaging produces. I mean, we're all guilty of it. I mean, at some point or another. And you know, as I tell people, <clears throat> you're in good company. You, you know, I mean. Heck, I even, you know, I even catch myself doing it. But what ends up happening, for example, is like you're riding, and say the mule drops his shoulder, so you get him to pick it up. He starts to slow down. You remind him to keep going. So, you know, that stuff, I mean, it becomes second nature, all, all the little corrections. And I think that's perfectly fine while the mule is in training. I mean, it's necessary. But there comes a point when that mule needs to learn to stand on his own four feet and take responsibility for his feet. Ah, okay. Yep, and uh, I think we find ourselves having the constant need to, to micromanage. Um, you know, I, I think in some cases, I think it's fear, um, whether people were in an accident or they know somebody who was in an accident or they're worried about preventing an accident. I think fear can be a little paralyzing and it can lead to micromanaging. And it can also have the tendency to be like a security blanket that some people fall back on without even realizing. And, you know, and and fear aside, I mean, it could just be simply a lack of experience. Um, If someone hasn't, you know, never ridden a truly broke mule already knows how to take responsibility for his own feet, it can be a terrifying prospect to stop micromanaging and start trusting that mule, you know, so. Well, okay. And I think some people, they want to be taken care of while they're in the saddle. It's like uh, they want a well, a broke mule that is going to be looking out for them. That just takes care of them. And some people are like that. Then there are people that tend to get too involved with what the mule is doing when they're out trail riding, it's it's like they overly correct or they keep correcting them for, for some things, you know? It's like too much training going on. So I, I kind of see that going on too with, with some, in some incidences. I like to just let my mule do what she's supposed to be doing, you know, and she's good at that. Just let her go, you know, and keep yourself balanced in, in the saddle. No, I, I agree with you, and, and I understand, you know, what, what you're saying. And so, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, mules don't become more genuinely motivated to do something through not being given a choice, right? So, for example, 
when we make them do something, surprisingly, right? <laughs> so okay. like having the reins in our hand, for example, constantly using them, you know, in a way we're not aware of to, to micromanage them. I think I, I just see so much of that, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, as writers, um, you know, to, to speak to what you're saying, you know, people are, you know, they want to make sure that the mules don't do this and don't let them get away with things. You know, he can't win or he can't do this or he can't do that with that kind of approach. My question to that is, what are you trying to win, right? And so uh, mules, they don't operate on a win-loss basis. And then because they don't even know what that is, you know, and, and well, somebody has to take control and be the boss, right? Well, they, yes and no, but when you got to do that in a way that doesn't make, make you like an enemy to that animal. You know, so, uh, you know, going back to uh, by doing, the, you know, going to doing those things is what we're essentially doing is, is preventing that mule from finding any comfort. Ah, right? So, yeah, right. That mule, they, they search for comfort in everything that they do. The, the release of pressure. That's where they learn. And when we're we're not giving them that, you know, that's that's where things start to fall apart. You see it a lot. You, you do. You, you see it a lot where, you know, once the mule does what somebody asks them to do, we, you know, that, that's timing in your release. You need to stop asking, you know, and, and reward that mule by offering that comfort, even if it is one step. You know, you made the effort. If, if we're constantly reminding or they're being bothered by us to do something, they'll never find it, you know, and then that would lead, you know, and, and cause that mule to start trying different things. And that's where it starts falling apart because you're trying to find the answer. You're trying to find that comfort. So that can contribute to the shutdown mule. Yeah, and, and that's you know going back to that. Yeah, absolutely. If that mule can't find the you know the right answer, or he's constantly being hammered on to you know even like turn right. You know, if he's turning right, but he ain't turning right according to how you think it should be, and he keeps grinding on him, grinding on. He's just gonna be. He's gonna check out on you. Mm-hmm. So, how much leadway would you give your mule? Is it different when you're on the trail or in the arena? I mean, how much leadway would you give to them? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah I, I, to me, there's, there's really not a lot of difference where I'm riding, whether it's on the trail, whether it's in an enclosure like an arena or something like that. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's they. You have to. You have to be able to read that that animal, as I always say, right? That that's the most important training tool that you can possess. And so, as far as if, if I have a young mule that I'm riding, okay, the way I teach them is yes, I let them make a mistake. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't micromanage them to death. Right. No, I'm not going to let him buck. No, I'm not going to let him run away. You know, that's a whole different set of issues. But you know, little little things. You know, little things. If I you know, if I pick up a rein and I'm asking him to, you know, soften his in his nose to turn, and I get a little bit of resistance there, you know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna add more pressure to it. I'm gonna hold what I got, you know, and let him find the release, and I'm gonna let it go, you know. So it's little things like that. I'm not gonna sit there and keep pulling up and and say no, you can't do this, no, you can't do that, you know, no, this, that, no, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Right. And so, you know, part of this, I mean, you got to meet these, meet these mules halfway a little bit, you know, if you got to, you got to let them find the right answer. And it, it, 
comes down to giving your mule choices. It's either do the right thing or the wrong thing. And I feel that's one of the best ways to teach these animals to get a lasting change. You know, you can't get a lasting change in anything unless your mule has a change in a stock. And you get that change in thought by allowing the mule to have some freedom. I did read this article this morning about, and it's titled, If Your Horse is Grumpy in His Stall, Chances Are He's Grumpy When He's Being Ridden. And to me, that just relates to an animal that's just basically his needs are not being met. He's not being trained in a positive way. And he's and then I, I also hear from people that say, yeah, he's kind of difficult. He's difficult on the ground. But man, when you get on and you ride that mule, he's really good. He knows his business. So, I mean, how do you to me, I, I would think you wouldn't want to allow them to be bad on the ground because. You're, you're skipping something there. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, you know, you think about you think about the whole process and, and everything that's that's involved in there, and you talk about you know groundwork and things like that. And and I I often find myself between two. I mean, I hear people say that mules don't need groundwork or hate doing groundwork. Yeah. And you have another camp where people say that you know doing their groundwork. You know, isn't there a cup of tea? And and mules, you know, they they're only supposed to be ridden. So why why even bother spending all this time, you know, mm. on the ground fixing that stuff? And to that, you know, I get it. I mean, groundwork takes time, and it takes a set of developed skills that doesn't come naturally for a lot of people. I get that, and many mule people do skip groundwork, either due to lack of patience, knowledge, combination of both. Um, but for me, I mean, that is the most critical piece of the puzzle, and it is the foundation for everything else. And so whenever you have, you know, certain things that transpire on the ground, you know, they're, they're not good with their feet. They're not, they don't stand still to get saddled. You know, they don't do that. They'll be right off of it. You know, eventually that stuff is going to catch up to you in the south. Guarantee it. it it's going to catch up to you somehow because all that stuff. You know, the, the not standing still, the not, you know, leading good, you know, they, they, whatever the issue may be on the ground, eventually that is going to show up somewhere down the road when you're right. Well, the, the day that I realized that groundwork was really important in a mule's training was the day that this horse mule slammed me into the ground. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned, boy, that became, yeah, that was important from that day yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's a million reasons why groundwork is so important. I mean, but, you know, it, it, the the way I look at it, it, I look at it a little differently, right? And, and and what I'm doing on the ground is I'm teaching that mule answers to questions I haven't even asked him yet. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, and the other part of that is I'm teaching that mule how to focus and I'm teaching that mule how to relax. And simply because without those two elements, the training process is going to fall apart because they're not going to, you know, it's not going to stick very well if, if the mule is tense, if, if they're not focused. It's not different than you and I when we're trying to learn something. You know, you get those things on the ground, you know, and, and people look at it as like, okay, well, I, I just need to do, you know, groundwork to establish leadership and respect. But, you know, again, looking at it from a different perspective, and, and I'm not, I don't, me, myself, I don't look at leadership as any sort of dominance, right. you know, or, or I, I'm, right. you know, I'm the boss and this mule's going to do what I say it's going to do, that's that. No, I, I look at being a good leader as, you know, from the, from the, 
from the perspective that I set that mule up for success, right? And I only provide yes answers to that mule, and I'm not going to ask him to do something that I haven't taught him yet, right? And so if I'm constantly setting him up for success through that groundwork, how can he not trust me, right? Okay. Um, so another thing that I have learned too is if you if you let the little things go, if you sort of let things slide. The, the little small things, you know, like letting your mule just walk off when you're when you're first getting on them. Uh, boy, it's, it's a matter of time before that becomes, it'll become a bigger problem every time. So be, completely agree. And then you'll, you know, then you created this mule that just, you know, as soon as your, your foot steps up in that stirrup, then boom, you're off. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's something that we have to pay attention to are the little things just so that they don't escalate. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, that's, where, that's where they learn all that stuff. They learn it, you know, through, through that groundwork process. You know, and, and what I ask people that, that don't like doing it or don't want to do it, I'm like, okay, so if you don't have a solid foundation and you don't like doing groundwork, what do you do when things go wrong? Where do you turn? Yeah, yeah. So That is a really good uh, topic there, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> micromanaging <laughs> your mule that's really good that's good stuff yeah uh, it, it it's not you know i mean it's not it's just something to get people thinking about you know and 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 i do and i do see it in the groundwork a lot you know when 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 you see people are for example like moving their mule off at a walk or even lunging them what I see is I see people tend to follow that mule around the pen to make sure that it stays in the correct direction or speed. Right. And some people will continue to encourage that mule by using, you know, a flag or a whip or something. Um, and I and I and I call that micromanaging because uh, and that's just me. Uh, and somebody might be able to explain to me why why it's good to follow them around. But my thinking is that you you don't let the mule figure it out. It's a it's like a constant reminder to the mule every second of what to do. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't learn to be responsible for his for his feet. And we're also you know the idea is to teach them to respond to pressure. You know and and find that release from it. And our bodies are pressure too. And so if we're constantly following that mule around, where does he learn the release? That's my question. So that's one thing, you know, that, that I've been, you know, seeking out myself and, and you know, looking at, at ways other people do things. And I'm thinking, okay, my mind is telling me that, you know, that there's no release there. So we'll, how is the mule supposed to learn? So Nate, what is the weather like where you are? It's, it's perfect. Absolutely <laughs> amazingly perfect it makes you not want to be inside at any point during the day we are we are like 54 degrees in the morning which is awesome and then midday right at about 70 so i mean that's just you're killing me yeah it's it's, it's amazing so um well that's good i'm glad you're able to uh keep things going and um if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? We know you're on Facebook. Yep, I'm on Facebook. Um, that's probably one of the easiest ways. Or if somebody wants to shoot me a text message or call me, they can do so at 623-692-8600. Good enough, sir. Um, I want to thank you again for coming on and uh, look forward to next time. And yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoy the heck out of this. So, okay. you know, 
And we are going to the call-in format soon. It's just that, uh, you know, my husband's got COVID. And um, right. so, let me tell you, I, I I don't know anything about being a nurse and all that. And, and uh, poor guy. Uh, and I do pray and hope that he recovers fast. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I really would like to paste worm him, but, um, <laughs> you know, because they say that ivermectin will... We'll kill it right away. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. no, 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 no. Okay. All right. I, I won't do that. All right, Nate. I will talk to you soon. Calling all you outlaws and rebels that ride the dusty trail. The Desperado's Cookbook and Guide to Common Sense is filled with recipes and protocol for the modern day saddle tramp. Easy recipes for home and on the trail. Kick it up with Wild Horse Whiskey Pie and serve the all-time favorite Stampede Peggy's Cowboy Spaghetti to all your hungry trail hands. There's advice in the common sense section on the art of romance, how to go courting, and how to handle the in-laws. The Desperados Cookbook and Guide to Common Sense is your kick-butt approach to life, and it is available at everycowgirlsdream.com and other participating outlets. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email, cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. 